Hi guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Sermondo Talks. My name is Christina and I'm here to introduce you to some of the smartest Amazon experts from all over the world. If you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, but you'd like to get some industry insights, hear some interesting stories about entrepreneurship and learn some useful hacks that you can apply to your own Amazon business, make sure you subscribe to our channel now and hit that notification bell so you will never miss another episode again. My guest for you today is Yoni Mazor, COO of Gedida, an Amazon reimbursement company. He will explain why Amazon sellers may lose thousands of dollars each year, how Gedida helps you to get that money back, and we will also talk a little bit about his own journey. Without further ado, let's say hi to Yoni and ask him some questions. Hey, hi Yoni, so glad to have you here. Hi, Christina. Pleasure to be here. Thank you uh, for having me on. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure to host you. Um, let's jump right in. In one sentence, what is Gedida? Oh, essentially, we're a technology company. We have uh, a bunch of services, but uh, the most popular one is um, auditing uh, Amazon sellers for FBA uh, discrepancies and helping them uh, get reimbursements. Um, that's pretty much it. And what about your other services? Uh, we also do it for uh, if you sell uh, on Amazon on Vendor Central or uh, if you sell on Walmart uh, or other brick and mortar stores, uh, they have uh, issues with uh, chargebacks. So we also deal with that. Uh, we also do a lot of consulting and also a lot of educational uh, you know, programs. That's awesome. For how long have you been around already? Since uh, 2015. And can you give me like a ballpark number of how many clients you have already worked with? Oh, along the years, a few thousand, <laughs> but um, uh, currently we're auditing more than $2 billion worth of uh, annual transactions uh, with FBA, with Fulfillment by Amazon. Uh, that's how we kind of try to look at um, the amount of work that we have to do. That's insane. How many employees do you have to manage all that? Not too many. We're about 20 employees. Only 20? Yeah. Technology, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot based on technology. The mass data is pretty much technology and algorithms. Uh, but the actual uh, service, it's a service team, you know, that's uh, most uh, where the muscle is. Um, so we need employees for that. And how does the process of working with you look like? Let's say I'm an Amazon seller or vendor and I come to your company and I say, hey, please help me out. How would we work together? Got it. So um, let's uh, try to focus on, uh, I guess, uh, the easier part, which is uh, FBA auditing. So if you sell on Amazon and FBA, uh, essentially, you go to Gatita, it's free to join. There's no subscription fees and no monthly fees. There's no contract or anything. Anybody can join at any time. It's free to join. You get access to our platform, to our dashboard. We actually won an award uh, with the American Business Awards, a uh, gold medal award for our dashboard and dashboard uh, technology. Uh, once you're inside the dashboard, you're going to get uh, data analytics and some information about your Amazon account regarding reimbursements. Uh, and uh, also, there's a module for uh, calculating uh, winning dimensions. Uh, so you can track your waiting dimensions on Amazon. So all these features are free. But nevertheless, if you would like our help to um, to help you get, uh, you know, reimbursements uh, from Amazon, you can upgrade or enable, uh, open up the account for us to come in uh, and help you uh, reconcile, you know, the things with Amazon and get reimbursed. Uh, also in the dashboard, before you even uh, join the, the service, you'll get an estimate. It'll show you, you know, we can get your account an estimate of, I don't know, $5,000, $50,000, really every seller, depending on the volume. So it's free to join and it's free to really see what the estimate is and get some free data about your account and some free analytics. 
And uh, if, uh, if, if you like the numbers that you see and you feel like we, you can use our help, we will join. And then the, the way we get paid is actually only if we get you reimbursed, meaning um, mm -hmm. let's say Amazon gave you $100 reimbursement for an issue. We're going to take a percentage uh, from the reimbursement. We take usually 25%. Uh, from the reimbursement, so it's a win-win proposition. Um, you know, we uh, sellers can feel comfortable at any, at any size to to join and try it out. Um, we do encourage encourage the sellers to try everything they can do to to on their own to to get the reimbursements that they know of. You know, uh, we can touch more about that uh, soon. But uh, you know, once once they're done, they feel like they did everything they can do. Then we can come in and simply get out everything that was you know has been left behind. Um, uh, the world of Amazon or the sellers on Amazon are kind of 50-50. 50 50% /50. Uh, of the sellers are not even aware that there uh, there's an issue, there's discrepancies, mm -hmm. and they're owed money. And the other half, uh, they're aware that there's an issue and they're owed money. Nevertheless, they're not they're not familiar with all the types of issues that can happen, so they can, might just check a few of them. Uh, but even if they check uh, all of them, uh, it's hard to um, to get really down to the resolution uh, of the issues and and dive and dig deep it's uh, it's almost like um drilling for oil you know if you want to you if you want to find oil on the ground you might have a drill it's uh you know you're in europe so i'm going to use meters let's say it's uh i don't know 10 meters long so you drill 10 meters you stuck up a little bit of oil and that's okay but uh then we come with our machinery and our drill goes down a whole kilometer so during the way we find more and more and more in, in our infrastructure and in our system and our technology and our data and our intimacy with the data is so deep that we're able to find and identify more issues, clearly more issues that sellers are eligible to get reimbursed. We present it to Amazon and then the process starts. Um, you know, Amazon is a great company. They're very fair, um, but nevertheless, sellers need to know that they're compliant when they're uh, uh, opening cases and they're accurate. You don't just want to waste Amazon time and open a lot of cases. And especially if you don't know what you're doing and most of the cases get rejected, uh, no. you're wasting the resources, which is a valuable time that they can give to another seller that actually knows what they're doing. So we actually try to eliminate that. We come in, you know, more than 70 or 75% of our claims uh, get reimbursed for the seller. So for every four cases that we submit, more than three cases will get reimbursed. Uh, once again, because it comes from the, ex you know, the experience and the knowledge and the intimacy that we have with the data, because we actually monitor and track our own success rate. Uh, so we try to, you know, keep the job very clean, very focused. And of course, if Amazon replies to the case and asks for more information, we actually uh, handle that process. A lot of the sellers don't have the capacity to go back and forth. It's simply too busy growing their company, yeah. creating new products, logistics, financing. There's so many things for an Amazon seller to do, and they don't have that little, you know, that that uh, that spend or that capacity to to go the extra mile. But we do. That's all we do. So uh, for us, uh, that's how we bring out the value for the sellers, and we find it to be very um, successful. And what about communication? So let's say I dig 10 meters and then uh, I can't go any further. So um, I reach out and I consult you guys. Do I get my own account manager or are there like 10 different people I have to turn to when I have any questions? How does that look like? So yeah, in general, there's one account manager, but underneath the manager, there's uh, all these types of specialists. I guess it's a good time to say that, you know, a big part of our team are ex-Amazon employees who actually used to work in those departments. So that helps us a lot with a few things. First of all, to making sure that we're always compliant. Uh, by the way, we're also on Amazon on the App Store. If you go to Amazon to the App Store and put Getira, you'll find us there as an approved service provider. Um, so compliance is very, very important to us, but also uh, you know, because they used to work in those departments, we know what we're looking for, how to present the issues, how to, uh, um, how to uh, reply to the cases. And, and of course, if there's a back and forth element, uh, 
how to you know present if, if a case gets rejected we're able to uh, convert it to a, an approved case because we understand that Amazon might not really understand what's going on so we'll reply to the case with a different angle or a different explanation to make it easier for them to understand so instead of rejecting it they usually say oh we apologize and here's your reimbursement uh, so that's for us it's a big key um, and it happens because of the the expertise of the team uh, but it's a, it's a chain reaction usually there's an account manager but underneath there's um the specialist, it's more like medicine. You have a general doctor, he's your doctor, but if you need a referral for a cardiologist for your heart, you'll get it. If you need a physical therapy for your back, you'll get it. So we have that. We have those elements also. I like that you're speaking so much in metaphors. Now I can really picture it. Yeah, it helps um, to understand the, the hierarchy. You, you actually answered my uh, next question, uh, which would have been if you have any experience yourself selling on Amazon, which you obviously do. You personally as well, or only some members of the team, or all members? So it's funny. It's a, it's a, it's a, actually it's a merge between uh, ex Amazon employees, but also for myself, my background, my history is yes, I used to sell on Amazon. Uh, I started almost 10 years ago. I started actually selling my college books. You know, I went to school. I had to get rid of my books. I had two options: either do a trade in, or actually sell it on Amazon. And I found out that selling on Amazon, you get more money. So that's how I kind of started selling on the platform. But even before that, I used to sell a lot of stuff on eBay. Uh, I found it as a very useful way to, to generate sales and money. Um, and then I partnered with my partner, uh, Max. We're partners also with Gatira. He's actually the CEO. Um, we teamed up and Amazon was kind of up and coming. We said, you know, let's continue with this Amazon. It seems like it's a growing uh, platform. So very quickly, we turned into a $20 million a year business. Uh, then we partnered with another group, which altogether we did, uh, you know, over a hundred million a year on Amazon sales. So Gatita was actually born from this need to audit all the time. A grow, you know, fast-growing company. All these transactions, uh, transactions are coming in really, really quickly all the time. Um, so we had to develop, I guess, two things. The first thing was technology that can allow us to uh, accurate technology that can allow us to really uh, manage the scale of the data. But the second thing was actually a team, a dedicated team to handle it, to sit down on it and handle it, make sure it's all the way. It just gets done all the way to the finish line. For us, that was key. So these two components were able to establish it very, very well. And what happened was um, we kind of told our friends from the industry about what we have. And they said, you know what? Help us out. Help us out. Um, we'll pay you. And that was like a bing. You know, there was a little moment where we realized, all right, that's interesting. We can actually have some customers with this. So the first few years was organic growth. We had, you know, friends from the industry um, and it was growing nicely organically for a few good years. And then we had to make a decision. Either we stay in retail, uh, we keep selling, or uh, we do this technology and services uh, and see how far we, we can go. So uh, Max and I, we decided, you know what, let's see this technology and services. Let's push it. Let's see how far we can go. So in terms of retail, we just cashed out our positions and we're focusing on Gatira. And since then, um, it's been like a volcano uh, in a good way. So... Um, that's a little now bit of the story. Yeah, now I'm here with Sermundo um, <laughs> uh, taking over the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're obviously, or I hope you're aware that there are a few competitors in the field. Um, in general, what would you say makes a good reimbursement company? And why should I choose Gadider over your competitors? So I'll start by saying off, we do have a few competitors. I have a lot of appreciation to them. So I think they're also done, doing a, a good job. And in a way, we're partners. What we're partners in with the competitor is the awareness. Because I mentioned before, half of the market is not even aware. So anytime I go or any of my competitors go out and talk about it, that's great for the industry as a whole. So, yeah. you know, it raises the awareness. 
And um, so they do a good job. Um, I guess key differences will be um, the fact that we have X Amazonians in our team. We're in the app store. So if you're looking for a reimbursement company, make sure you go to the Amazon app store and, and find it there. There's only a few of them. Anybody that's not there, they might not be compliant because once you're in the app store, you have two commitments. First of all, to the, to the seller, right? To the cu customer, but also to Amazon to make sure that you're playing by the rules, you're compliant, everything's kosher, what we say in, uh, in, in New York area. Uh, it's, everything's very kosher, so that's important. So being in the app store, uh, have, you know, having ex-Amazonians, uh, we won an award, a uh, gold medal award for our technology and from the American Business uh, uh, Awards. So in, in that organization, you know, the, the judges from there of the, the award show, they're, they're uh, people from PayPal, Bank of America. So you know, it's, it's major corporations that we got uh, acknowledgement for. But beyond all that stuff, it's, it's really our commitment. Uh, we're committed to maximizing the recovery. That's our passion. Whatever is extra for you to get, what you're eligible, we're not playing games. Everything that you're eligible, we can really identify that and come and help you maximize it. Um, so that's something that we're proud of. Uh, the fact that we actually review cases, a lot of the companies, if you uh, ever join a reimbursement company, you see that they just open cases. And when Amazon asks for more information, they don't reply, you, you know you have an issue. They're just you know, what we call uh, spray and pray. You know, they just spray all these yeah. cases and pray that something good will happen, but they're not, <laughs> they're not following up. So you got to make sure you, uh, you have that on lockdown and document requests. If Amazon asks for document requests, you may, you know, we actually reach out to the client and tell her this is what Amazon needs. And usually when they ask for those, that information, it's for higher uh, value cases because they want to make sure everything's intact. Um, so the, the moment that, you know, we work together with the client to, to get that or the seller, uh, to get that, um, you know, we, we help maximizing the potential. So you got to be on the lookout for that. Uh, so let me make it short again to uh, summarize. Make sure they're on the App Store. Make sure they're uh, actually replying to cases. They contact you when Amazon needs more information. Um, they're in the App Store because they're compliant. Uh, this kind of combination is, suggests that the company that you're working with are on the top of the line, the top quality, and really uh, based on these um, indicators, you can maximize what you're uh, eligible for. I want to extend this a little bit. Yeah. The, re uh, um, the reason it's important to find a good company like that is because, um, you know, the sellers, what they need to do is, is to, to maximize uh, the reimbursements. And, and there's two reasons for that, main reasons. Because if you don't, you're going to lose twice. The first thing you lose is um, your cost of goods, your inventory, right? The money you invested in the product. And the second thing is your profit. And why? Because when Amazon reimburses you as a seller, they reimburse you as if you sold that item on Amazon which is very fair, very generous. So you convert a double negative into a double positive. That's why sellers need to you know, raise the awareness. They need to know something's up and make sure that they do everything they can to get everything back. So instead of being a double negative, it becomes a double positive. And that's how the way we see it. So we're very, very focused on that. Um, and that's something that the sellers should also be focused on. I think it's really insane that so many sellers aren't aware of that, that they can actually claim their money back or even gain more money than they have lost yeah. so i think it's an awesome job not only from you but obviously also from your competitors to to bring awareness because i mean we get a lot of inquiries for photography services or ppc or whatever but reimbursement is only slowly starting to grow because people are not really aware and what our users listeners have to keep in mind is as uni said They're ex-Amazonians, so they can speak the language of Amazon. They can interpret um, their their, um, their emails and what they want from you. Same with suspension. Like 
don't just go try it on your own and if you fail give up but then rather go to an expert i mean what do you have to lose for example with gedida as you only said you don't even have to pay anything if you don't win anything there's no flat fee or something so yeah i don't really know what else to say just go do it yeah the, the um, idea is to, to bring value make it easy make it simple uh and work hard really behind the scenes there's a lot of hard work um you know for the clients uh, i want to maybe suggest maybe a reason why a lot of the sellers are not aware um that there were money is the reason is because amazon uh, auto reimburses sellers. You know, Amazon is very fair. They tell you, you know, if we find a mistake, we're going to reimburse you. So a lot of sellers see, you know, these automatic reimbursements. So they figure, okay, there's issues, but Amazon's already taking care of it. That conception is maybe one of the big reasons uh, of yeah. sellers not knowing. But sellers need to know that if you look close in Amazon's terms of service, they tell you, listen, we're going to auto reimburse you for issues, but it's up to you, the seller, to audit us and check us. And if you find an issue, let us know. We're going to reimburse you. So they're very good with that. But the awareness stage is not really there. That connects back to the part where I said, you know, for, for us and our competitors to, you know, uh, educate and, and raise the awareness for the seller so they know. Because uh, it's very easy. It, it's very easy to hide things with Amazon's world. There's so many components, so many things, so many challenges. So that sometimes uh, these kind of things uh, can get lost between uh, all the issues and all the challenges. And that's what we're here for, just to... Go into that corner, make sure that it's secured, it's, uh, it's sitting well, it's, uh, it's undercover, and uh, you know, help the sellers uh, continue growing and be successful. I think that's a good point. That makes it really difficult because the sellers already feel like they're treated fair because Amazon sometimes reimburses them. But maybe you get $100 back, but you're um, eligible for 1000 maybe. So exactly. yeah, just keep in mind to everyone who's watching, listening, if uh, Jeff Bezos would put a pile of $1,000 in front of you and it's your money and he would say like, do you want me to burn it? Obviously you would say no. So yeah, just go take care of it. Always so starting to use um, uh, yeah. like I am. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'm copying you now. <laughs> it's pretty good. But let me help you with a little bit more uh, actually statistics some data. Um, yeah. In general, we see that the, the discrepancy rate can range, you know, between one to 3%. Okay. So it actually suggests uh, from the other end, it suggests that Amazon is doing an amazing job, 97, 98, 99% of the time with the inventory, which is amazing because their scale is just phenomenal. Yeah. And if you ask any other company, let's see, like Nike or Adidas, if, if they would be happy logistically to have this uh, level of uh, discrepancy, they'll say, yeah, that's great. Because usually, you know, when you transfer Nike uh, shoes, pallets and pallets and stuff like that from one warehouse to another, there's always more than one or two, three, four, five percent of issues along the way with damages, things that get lost, simply destroyed or disappear. Um, so Amazon is, is doing a great job. So the sellers need to know, you know, um, you know, if you're only getting half of a percent, okay, um, you know, but you're eligible for 1% or 2% or 3%, that's your mission to, to, to discover it. Um, but let's give it some numbers, more numbers, right? If, if the discrepancy rate is between one to 3%, this means that if you do $1 million a year on Amazon in sales, it, it can be ten to thirty thousand dollars, right? So yeah. what if you if you're only getting five thousand dollars a year automatically from Amazon, but you're eligible for another twenty five thousand, you need to do something about it and check it out. So do whatever you can, you know, audit your account, try to find all the problems that you are familiar with. Once you're done, you know, go out there. There's services out there that help. It happens to be the Gatita is one of them, and we'll be happy to help anybody you know that comes our way. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's a really really good way to put it. Imagine if you get $50,000 back. I mean, you can employ someone for a whole year doing a great job for, for your company and taking some of your work. 
Um, I know it's always hard to talk about flaws or mistakes or things that you can't do well, but in your own words, what would you say, where are some areas where you could still improve with Gedida or where you want to improve? Oh, there's a lot. Uh, cause we, That's we humble. Can't... I like it. Normally yeah, it's like, oh no, we're already the best. No, I, uh, you know, even though we're, you know, a bunch of years already in business, uh, in my mindset, um, I see the company is almost like a baby. You know, I see it's crawling, it's walking, it's running, but I see, I see, you know, it can still get it grow to, uh, to uh, uh, junior high, high school, college. <laughs> Um, the so is just, it's, it's a growth experience. So we were never satisfied. Uh, I think that I got that from Amazon being selling, you know, selling on Amazon. There's always a sense of there's more, there's more out there. So, you know, keep improving our, our accuracy levels. is one thing that we want to do. Um, one thing I want to mention is that something that we are very passionate about is listening to the challenges, the problems of the sellers. We're very passionate about it. So, and I give you a reason why. If somebody comes to us and say, hey, look, look what happened here. It's very strange, this situation. So we usually get excited. We come in, okay, what happened? Show us. And then, you know, there's a challenge. We help the seller. It's what we call specialty cases. And then we help the seller solve it and get reimbursed. And then what we do is we identify a new problem. And what we do is we take that problem, then we scan it throughout the network, and we find, boom, this, this seller and this seller, they all have these problems. And by this ability, we're able to get more. Yeah. more for the, so Because they say you don't know what you don't know. So for us to know as much as we can, is a never-ending process. You never, you know, it, it's it's fascinating the types of issues that simply happen. So that gives a lot of uh, gives us a lot of power, a lot of strength. Uh, in terms of you know the dashboard, the communication of the dashboard, uh, we feel like there's uh, much more that we want to uh, create there and offer there for the sellers. And a lot of it is under development. Um, but if it, I look at it from the high level, you know, our mission is really to empower the sellers community. What can we do to basically create uh, services and, and solutions for them to make their uh, business more powerful so they can, you know, continue for many years to come? Part of that passion is because, you know, we used to be sellers and, you know, we grew from zero to one million, one million to two million, two million to all these skills of, of growth. And we experienced all these challenges along the way. And we did find a lot of good services and companies out there along the way, which, by the way, today, they're actually our partners. A lot of these companies that helped us as sellers along the way. We have a really good relationship today with them. So we do a lot of part partnerships with them, which is uh, something that we're proud of. Um, so, you know, there's just more coming in the future. There's more um, problems that will generate, you know, uh, uh, are going to be created because if you look at the whole industry of e-commerce, it's just so new. It's so fresh. It's it's just the beginning of the revolution. Um, yeah. So that we were very connected to that. We see what's going on and we're just... Um, uh, yeah, there's so much to do. There's so much more. And we're looking forward. That's something we need to be passionate about, focused about. And the moment we're not, we know there's an issue. It's, it's not a good thing. So you guys are always up for a challenge. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, maybe also connects a little bit to my background. I was born and raised in Israel. It's uh, it's an area of the world that's constantly being challenged. And Israel, is, uh, they say that it's a source of a lot of innovation. Um kind of a national pride so there's an element of that as well i would say um now that we're speaking of different locations um now your company is in new jersey right in the u.s um which sellers can use your software like on which marketplaces is it just uh the u.s canada mexico europe very good question so the answer is simple every amazon platform we can uh, perform an audit and check and help uh, not an issue, uh, but the most active ones that we have is uh, the North America and uh, Europe. 
all right, I figured because there's still so much potential in those markets. I always talk about Europe. It's my passion. I always try to get people to sell on Europe because I love Europe. I like the European market. It's um, we used to sell on the European market back in the day. I, we started already in Europe 2013 or 14. We used to sell. Um, good. Germany is a good market. Uh, UK. It's. Uh, I think it's very uh, good for sellers uh, on Amazon in the U.S. to know that if you feel like you're, you're, you know, you're, there's not enough, you know, there's the, the growth is stagnating. It's plateau. Just go to Europe. It's the same feeling. It's the same attitude. Yeah. Um, you know, just set up might be a little tricky at the beginning, but there's companies out there that help. Reach out. Uh, like Mondo, just go there and you find your um, all the doors you need to open to to set it up. Yeah. Once you set up, it's just you know it's a repeat uh, uh, thing. So um, by all means, go for it. All right. Um, I wanna give you some time to brag about your company. Um, what are three things that your clients would say about Gedida? Um, wow, well, that's I didn't expect this. Uh, three questions, three things to think about us. Um, passion is, is something that I would hope they would say. There's a lot of passion, uh, slash soul and heart. Um, second thing will be convenient, it's very convenient. Uh, three makes sense, makes a lot of sense, it's fair, and it's it, also there's a wow factor. You go like, I didn't realize all this money was about to go away, and the reason for that, I gotta give a little bit the uh, rules of the game, just so you know, anybody watching. I should have said it earlier, Amazon, for most issues, it gives 18 months window to look back. Anything beyond 18 months, you're not going to get paid. So there's a time limit. That's why you can't mm -hmm. just wait for uh, next year and two years. No, there's a time limit. So if those uh, claims expire, that's when you lose twice. Like we mentioned, you lose your, your inventory or your, your product, your costs, and you also your, your profit. So because there's a, you know, a time limit, um, go for it. Do it as soon as possible. I really can't believe that there are no fees at all. So... I only, I really only get to pay you guys when I also get reimbursements. Like I don't have to pay $1 even for, I, I don't know, an initial consulting call or whatever. No. So no, not at all. If anything, we'll give you a free audit. I mean, you, you'll get it anyways on the dashboard when you sign up, but yeah. if you want us even to look deeper, we'll do it. We'll do it. It's free of charge. The idea is to give value and long lasting. What we find is that obviously the ones that the you know, sellers that join, they join for years. It's not like we have no intention of having somebody for a month or two, uh, maybe charge a yearly subscription and let it go. No, we, uh, the need to constantly prove ourselves is something that we want. It's one thing we can guarantee We cannot guarantee we're going to get you a million dollars, but the one thing we can guarantee for you is that we're going to tr try everything possible and in our, in our, in our ability to get you the maximum that you're eligible because that's how we're going to win. You know, yeah. if we don't do that, there's no other way. Uh, so it, we find it to be very successful, uh, very honest. It just works. It works very well. And I think it's also like people can see that you're pretty successful, obviously, with your reimbursements, because otherwise you wouldn't be around anymore if you were <laughs> all the time assessing some some accounts and there was no no potential for reimbursement in there. So yeah, okay. Uh, how does your reporting system look like? So you do your audit and then what? <laughs> so, I mean, it's a fair question. So yeah, the dashboard, you got, once you uh, have the mm -hmm. access to the dashboard, you're gonna see the cases mm -hmm. that uh, were open. What's the status of each case? Is it uh, paid, not paid, is it pending? Then you can go historically past 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, a year, two years. 
and you can see historical data. So there's a uh, visibility with the dashboard. Uh, so it makes it, it makes it pretty convenient. Um, most of the experience is passive for, for the sellers, meaning that we just project what's going on and they can just conveniently kind of uh, check up what's going on and see how they're getting paid more and more. The only point that we need the cooperation of the sellers is um, when Amazon asks for more information. You know, usually they might ask for a bill of lading, a proof of delivery, a packing slip. That's when we have to annoy the sellers a little bit. Um, but most of them recognize how important it is to actually yeah. cooperate because it's for them. It's not for us. We don't just want to take information uh, and you get you know, nothing out of it. Usually if you give yeah. us information that Amazon's requesting, there's going to be something in return. So once again, if anybody watching this, be aware that you should do it. Even if uh, for yourself, if you're doing your reimbursement yourself, stay attentive to what they're asking you. And if they're asking you to get information, don't get lazy, don't get distracted, do it. Cause usually it's more, it's, it's worth more money and it's your money, it's your business. You're doing all these things to, to try to grow your sales and stuff like that and, and your PPC campaigns. But if you pay a little bit of attention, there's uh, money sitting on the side for you, just uh, a little bit of, of a push there. Like you're pushing all, all fronts, you're pushing like a lion, all the sellers. But to clean up a little bit, it's like almost like cooking in the kitchen. We'll use another metaphor. You're so passionate, you're chopping the vegetables, you're spraying everything, you're making it good. It's a big feast, big meal. But then you see all the dishes over there, you know, you don't want to deal with it. It's okay. Don't do it. There's companies out there that can do it. But even if you started and you cleaned up a little bit, if there's anything left, you just can't do it anymore. We'll come and clean it up. That's what we're passionate about. <laughs> I really love those metaphors. Um, all right. The next question, it can be related to reimbursement, but I think we pretty much covered um, the main mistakes that Amazon sellers make there. This question is, in your opinion, what's the biggest mistake Amazon sellers make? And I will now say, apart from not being aware that they might get a lot of money back from Amazon. Um, I don't want to say it's a big mistake. It goes back a little bit to the awareness. Because they're not aware, so there's a hidden element that if they're aware of uh, and they can avoid or not making the mistake to not know about it, uh, it can be um, very beneficial to them is what we call, it's a financial discrepancies. You know, Gitita, we, we uh, audit for logistical discrepancies, you know, things that get lost, damaged, destroyed, but also the financial audit. The financial audit is, um, for example, when Amazon overcharges you um, for picking an item from the bin packaging it in a box and sending it out, okay? There's a fee to that. It's called pick and pack fee. And the, the price or the value of this fee is uh, established based on the weight and the dimension of the product. So if the product is bigger, wider, longer, or heavier, you pay more. So um, what happens is, is that, uh, you know, you provided Amazon this information of the weight and dimensions. Let's say uh, you said it's less than eight centimeters and less than one kilo, you're supposed to be paying the minimum fee, the pick and pack fee, the, let's say it's only three and a half dollars slash euro slash great British pound, just to try to be global with this. Um, <laughs> but in Amazon system, instead of uh, having it, you know, based on your dimensions, for some reason or another, it got, it got mixed, uh, up, you know, mis mixed up, miscalculated, or your competition might've changed it. They list it, they take your item, your ASIN, they list it, they change all this information. Oh, and they I never, never thought about yeah, yeah, they never it. sell it. They never sell it, but because of that, you they start to overcharge you. Yeah. So instead of charging you three and a half dollars or three and a half euros uh, slash British pounds, they start charging you 10 per, for every unit. So they're char overcharging you six and a half. Uh, Money. I don't want to say it, the current <laughs> currency. They're charging you, yeah. So let's say you sold a thousand units. So instead of, uh, uh, they overcharge you six and a half thousand. Okay, extra. 
Um, that is an issue that sellers need to be aware of that can happen uh, and order for that. And uh, actually this kind of issue, unfortunately, Amazon only gives 90 day worth of reimbursements for the overcharge. It used to be 18 months, but last year, 2019, they narrowed it down to 90 days. So sellers need to check this every 90 days because uh, you might fix the information till hey, Amazon, here's the update information and they're gonna you know, give you a reimbursement. Um, but a few weeks or a few months later, it might happen again. Once again, it could be a competition. It could be when they scan in the warehouse, there was some noise in the background or maybe it was close to another item. Whatever it is, we find that it's, it's, it's kind of an issue out there. Um, and sellers are not aware of it, and that can be a very big mistake not to be aware of it. And uh, even if you're aware of it, not doing it every 90 days, that can be a big mistake. Just, That's just even take worse. Care of it. If you know right. about it and you don't do anything. Yeah, and sometimes it can, these cases can be really big cases. You know, you can yeah. be a whole. You check the whole year, 2019. You saw that they overcharge you a hundred thousand dollars, easy. Um, yeah. And uh, let's say you only found it in January. The thing is, they're only going to give you the last 90 days. Or let's say only like 30,000 out of the whole 100,000. So not doing it on time can be also a very expensive mistake. Um, so you, you, everybody listening here, uh, listening to this, they need to understand that um, as you grow the stakes, the, the, the cost of the mistakes are getting higher. And also Amazon just makes it more and more challenging over time. This whole game of auditing and reimbursement will just get probably harder and harder because, you know, uh, like I mentioned, it used to be 18 months for pick and pack. Now it's 90 days. And that's yeah. harder. Now you have less time to deal with it. You have to be more, more, more. It's just more faster. That's how things are going. And if it, once again, if it's uh, too much for anybody to handle, do outreach. There's services out there. We're one of them. We're here to help, really. The idea is to help uh, in a very positive way. So, you know, going to the future, you just know you have all the right uh, services and, and uh, solutions at your disposal. So you can really focus on really matters, which is, you know, growth but profitably, you know, so actually to be, to be fair, sometimes Gatita can be the difference between a profit and loss. Yeah. You know, if, if we get you back a hundred or 200,000 and you were before that, you, you were losing $50,000, boom, we, 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 it's, it's like a whole pendulum swing. Um, so we see that sometimes and we're very proud of that. All right. So after this episode, I want everyone watching or listening, go take care of their reimbursements. I mean it. Um, all right. So the next question, uh, I don't know it feels a bit stupid to ask because you're actually only paid when you're successful, but what happens when I'm not happy with your work or maybe my account manager or something? I just don't like it. <laughs> what do yeah, I do? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good question. So, you know, uh, if we didn't get you anything, we're not going to charge you anything. So it's not, not going to be any fees. So that's okay. There's no harm done. Um, but, uh, but beyond that, anybody at any time they feel, uh, you know, they want to disconnect or leave. No problem. No, no strings attached. Not a problem. We're here to help. We're very transparent, very flexible, very open. It's, it's not an issue at all. So if you would be my account manager and I don't like you, I could just switch to another one or just leave. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You just send us an email and say, hey, just disconnect my account. All right. Voila. All right. Yeah. Um, as you know, Amazon changes its uh, guidelines all the time, not only deadlines, but also... I don't know, other guidelines and regulations. How do you manage to stay on top of all that? How do you stay informed? Are you still selling or? No, so two ways, two main ways. And I kind of mentioned them here. Um, one way is the sellers. They just, yeah, check this out. So we're very attentive to that, um, to fix challenges, but also stay updated. And the second thing, you know, the ex Amazon employees that we have, they're just, you know, they live this world, this life. So, you know, um, so they're very, very informed. And, uh, 
these two methods. All right. Also, uh, to be fair, a lot of events, we go to the events and I like to, you know, when I used to be a seller, I used to sit down and try to learn what's going on. So I like that. So when we go to the trade shows, if I can sneak into another, a panel or some sort of um, uh, presentation of somebody, uh, there's a lot of people out there in the industry that I like to hear. I like to hear like, like Kevin King, for example. I like it's just very sharp. Uh, yeah. It's cool stuff. So I like to listen to, to, to that. Um, social media, there's a lot of, you know, if, if I open my Facebook, I can barely see any family friends issues there. Yeah, same. It's, it's uh, <laughs> I should call it uh, the, the Amazon social network or, or something. Yeah, um, yeah, really. Just, uh, constant feed, constant information. Also LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, how we stay updated. All right. Um, then I'm finally at my favorite questions uh, there about you personally. Um, you already told us a bit about the story behind Gedida, but why did you want to become self-employed in the first place? And that's, I don't know, just work for another company. You said you started out selling your old books on Amazon. Was it then that you got the drive or were you six years old and already knew you going to be a big entrepreneur or what's the story? It's, it's a mix of both. Um, my personal story, my father's a lawyer. He's self-employed. My grandfather uh, had his own business. So I always kind of had these, uh, these figures in front of me that, you know, they were doing their own thing. Uh, so it wasn't foreign to me and um, that was there. Uh, and growing up, I, I felt like, you know, I just want to do things that I, uh, I'm passionate about, I like to do, uh, I feel good about it when I do it. So that led me. Um, and uh, I, yeah, for the most part, I never really worked um, for a company. It just it happened naturally, maybe because of my upbringing, but, um, it was just, I didn't really think about it too much, but, uh, I'm it just, just happy. sort of happened. <laughs> yeah. It was just natural. It's like, you know, I, I, I wasn't like a big question, you know, um, should I be self-employed or not? I guess, you know, when talking to my parents about it or my father, like, yeah, do it. You know, he was, he's very familiar about being self-employed. So he, he always gave me that, um, confidence and strength to do it, try it. Don't worry. You're going to fail. I failed so many times. He said, that's part of the experience. He told me when he opened his office back in the day, first few years were tough. You got to build clientele. You got to build yeah. business, but he survived. He, he did it. Um, he had six kids. I'm, 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 um, I'm the fourth five out of six. siblings. Yes. So I'm the fourth out of six. So, you know, it, you know, and I knew that it's not easy in the early years to have all these kids and, and uh, open up your own shop. Um, but he did it, he did it successfully. He was able to, you know, become a successful lawyer and uh, build a reputation. I guess in a way, thinking about it now, I'm trying to mimic that. Uh, yeah. But through, um, I guess, the new innovative, innovative world of e-commerce. Awesome. I think with six kids, you can basically start a company and you already have six employees. Okay. Yeah, you can have a I'm six, not supporting uh, child labor, but maybe. No, no. Uh, yeah, paralegals. We're all uh, growing. We're all <laughs> older than 18 right now. Um, you can have six paralegals. You can do a lot of... Um, Legal work and yeah. uh, corporate legal work or something, you know, software. You don't have to even go to court. Um, what does your typical day look like now? Oh, so this is the Corona days. You want to you wanna talk about Corona days? You want to talk before both, Corona days? Both. Okay. Uh, maybe when no, there's to not be honest, a pandemic. It's, it's, it's the same thing, same routine in the office. Because um, I'll be honest, during the Corona days, it, it still went to work because uh, it's only five minutes from where I live. The major difference was is that I was the only one in the office. Everybody else was working remotely. So it was very smooth. It was very pleasurable. Only now we're kind of gradually starting to have people go come back to the office. Of course, with all the social uh, distancing. 
uh, typical day of work is uh, we have a daily, you know, a call with the, most of the team. What's going on? How is everybody feeling? What's the challenges? What's what's urgent? Stuff like that. Um, for me, a lot of uh, calls, either with clients when they're having challenges, issues. Uh, we do a lot of consulting. It's mostly free once you become a client um, to stay connected, a bit to the heart of, of what's going on. Um, I do have my own podcast. So... Um, I book episodes for that, so it's random. You know, I might have a day with a lot of recordings. Some days, no recordings. Uh, it's, I like to, I like it to be wild a little bit uh, and just <laughs> random. Um, so yeah, it's a combat and a lot of emails, emails, emails. I'm just thinking about it lately. That I don't know if you know a good uh, service provider for filtering emails or, or prioritizing it or something like that. That would be great if uh, anybody's out there listening. Let me know. Help, you know. <laughs> A lot of emails, especially in Corona, because nobody can, you know, it just becomes more and more intense. Everything's remote. Everything's emailed. There's no more um, like the trade shows physically or go out to New York, you know, meet somebody. You know, we're only 20, 20 minutes away from uh, Midtown Manhattan. So we used to do a lot of meetings like that. Um, so instead of just meet more and more emails, more and more electronic communication, um, which is great. But uh, when the volume also comes very in, very time consuming. Yeah, when the volume comes in, you need technology. So yeah. when the volume of uh, FBA uh, transactions come in, you need technology. That's how the Gatito was born. So it comes back yeah. to the same uh, issue. Um, I can only recommend working with templates, but always. I have uh, that. I have that. I have always that. individualize good. them. Like, there's yeah. nothing more that I hate than some outreach email or answer where I know that I'm like number 5,000 and the person doesn't even really know my name. Um, yeah, no, uh, with templates, I, there's the bones, but I always put the meat on top, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Apart from that, yeah, we can, we can talk after this interview. I have a, I have a few tools that I'm using to cope with all the, all the emails. See, Samunda's working already. He's giving me the guidance. <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, okay. Then uh, maybe speaking of uh, organizational talent, time management, what is a skill or characteristic that you wish you had, but you don't have right now? With management? Um, oh, can be in general. A skill that I had more of it. Um, patience. I need to work on my patience sometimes. Patience is a, it's a great skill. It's a, and it is a skill. I mean, some, some are born with it, but you can definitely develop it. As the company grows and there's more volume, there's more at stake, it's harder to stay patient, you, you know, and, and delegate and delegate, you know, it's just not me anymore. At the early beginning was just kind of me and, and my partner, Max, but now it's a whole team, a whole system. And you have to trust that things will be done and done right. And kind of know that if they're not, you, it's, it's gonna, you're going to take the bullet. Yeah. So uh, work on your shield. Um, make sure you have a good one, but be prepared to, to deal with it. It's just a different scope, different experience, but that's something that I, I do thoroughly enjoy. I think patience is one of the most common answers I get to that question. I think it's an entrepreneurial thing because everyone wants everything to be done like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Entrepreneurs are, are like a fireball, just wants yeah. to, you know, to burn things. Um, and, and once something comes and cools it off, it's very hard. They need to exercise patience. And sometimes it's better it's for the better because, you know, later on more oxygen will come overall. So the fire and the flame will grow. What is your tip? Like I didn't plan to ask this question, but now that we're talking about it, 
Um, obviously, the more an Amazon business grows, the more technology comes in and the more you have to outsource. At some point, you can't. It's just impossible to do everything on your own. Like, what's your main tip for delegating tasks to someone else? Uh, for Amazon sellers? Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I mean, in the early days, you know, up to, I want to say the first million or two in revenue, we we're able to kind of stay stay scrappy and not really use any, any outside uh, solutions. Um, but after it was really getting hard, we had to uh, know how much money we we're making, you know, a profit and loss, how much inventory we have, the value of the inventory, um, uh, uh, purchase orders that we put in, you know, to, to streamline. To, so it's, 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 you can't, you can't really grow successfully. Uh, you know, even if you cross 2 million or 10 million or 12 million, but you don't have anything and you think everything is going well, sometimes when you plug in the right uh, setups so they can analyze what's going on, you feel that either you're losing money, that can be a major issue, but because you're still growing in sales, so you think you're great, you're doing good. Yeah. Um, or you see that in the elements of things, there's things that are making you lose money. It can be a certain ASIN or a certain product. You know, you have, I don't know, 300 products. But if you trim 10 or 20 of them, you're going to make more money, stuff like that. It becomes much more intelligent when you try to uh, utilize uh, technology and services that can give you visibility of what's going on. Know what's going on, where you're right now, what would you like to be, and what you're, you know, you're, how you're doing in that trail that you set for yourself, your, your goals. So that becomes really useful. So if you have any notion that things are fuzzy, you're not really 100% sure, Go to Stormundo, go, go, go out, go to Google and try to find whatever you can to, and of course, recommendations, but you have to open up. Uh, you know, we work with the top, from the smallest sellers to the top 100, they're all using uh, uh, technologies and services. Um, or if they were uh, lucky enough to have two things, the capital, the money, but also finding the right development team, they develop their own technologies. But technology yeah. is definitely a big element of, of e-commerce. And it's so innovative and so dynamic, it just changes okay. by the minute, yeah. by the minute. So, you know, things that were good today might not be so good tomorrow. So, um, uh, so even if you had a big headache and you implemented something success successfully, you might have to do it again. So be prepared also. That's another tip. And how do you overcome trust issues if you have to give some of your tasks to someone else and just trust them to do it the way that you want to? Uh, like uh, anything in life, the, the the beginning is a little uh, touchy. It's a little hard, a little uh, uncomfortable. You get a, give it a few rounds and you hopefully let it settle uh, after a while. But if it's not during the way you try to maybe you, uh, get a replacement or, or another person from the team, it's yeah. uh, it reminds me a little bit of playing sports. You know, sometimes, you know, in, in football or soccer, you have position in the court. Sometimes you it's better for somebody to be more of a goalkeeper or defense or fence. So there is an element like that for me, managing from above on not like the whole role of the of, of the person, but sometimes a task or elements or things like that. And because things are so new and, we, and we're growing in dimensions, we have to realize, oh, now we kind of need this kind of scope or level. So two options, either we expand the team, get somebody dedicated, or see if we can load more on the capacity of the team, you know? So there's always a... Um, a challenge with that and th that question or that those two options always rise up and we try to balance it um so it's like it's, learning by doing yeah it's uh, there's no i did not get a manual book meaning if you open a, uh, a mcdonald's shop it's all in a book yeah you know tuck, 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 tuck. it's just oh, it's almost like laboratory 
uh, for us, but I'm sure for most, if not all Amazon sellers and all Amazon like uh, technologies and, and softwares and service providers, there's no franchises. There's no yeah. textbook for how to, how to get it done right. We're all so you know, new at this. It's, it's, it's a game of innovation and entrepreneurship. It's an open landscape. And it, it, it's exciting, but it's also wild. So um, you got to play right. I again, I like the metaphor with uh, being a coach and having a team, and then put put the players where where they fit best. Um, if you ca could have a superpower, which one would it be? Wow, I never thought about that. Just for fun. And now it's time to think yeah, about it. Yeah, <laughs> just for fun, flying. Just for fun, flying. Um, because I, I, um, you know, if I can fly up, uh, like maybe 30, 40 meters above my office, I can probably see the whole skyline of New York and it's a beautiful breathtaking, um, image. And when I drive around this area, I always see kind of New York popping from here, popping from there. And I like that. So I guess for the soul and for the feel of it, you know, um, flying will be a cool superpower and it gives you perspective. It's always good to have a good perspective on life. And if I ever go uh, visit other places in the world and, there's a big line or there's something big I want to see. I just fly up and, <laughs> or if there's traffic jams, you know, flying can be a good, cool thing to, to have in, in the, you know, the toolbox of uh, superpowers. All right. I really like that answer. Um, speaking of more unrealistic things, if you could walk straight into Jeff Bezos office and ask him one thing or for one thing, a favor, maybe what would it be? Uh, let's, let's put a, connection to this one thing or a favor you can favor changes the scope i'll give you two answers yeah. okay so uh if i can ask just a, any random thing i would ask him tell me really what's next really what's next is it really about the amazon thing is it really about the going to mars because he has the, um, yeah. a whole mission to go to mars is it something that we don't know about it just cures because he's such um innovative spirit and what do you think could he do better in terms of dealing with the third party uh, sellers on Amazon? It's him or Amazon. because I'm not sure even, uh, I'm not sure how he sits down every night and thinks about, you know, third party sellers, what can I do to get them? And <laughs> I don't think he's in that scape. I think he ultimately, he himself, if you would ask him directly, he appreciates now more than ever. I think uh, during this year, or even late last year, he mentioned that, you know, 60% of uh, Amazon sellers are third party sellers. And he actually yeah. mentioned they're kicking our butt. Um, which is a good thing. Uh, that, that is Amazon. That's the growth. If there's no third-party sellers, there's really no marketplace. There's no variety. There's no price competition. There's no innovation. That's the heart and soul of Amazon. So I'm sure for him, for his perspective and, and his level, he appreciates it. Nevertheless, like a, any big organization down the lines, there's layers and layers and layers and mm -hmm. layers of uh, bureaucracy. So I guess what I would say is, you know, Chara, if you can, or your team, somebody high level, they look a little bit more into the bureaucracy, see how we're in a see where uh, pain points can be uh, addressed and uh, make it um, for Amazon's sake and the third party sales a better or a more improved relationship, more synergy, because you're only going to win. Yeah. You know, you're winning already, but see where you can, you know, refine it. It's like a rough diamond. You polish it a little bit, it's just going to be shinier and better. So that's from my little perspective. All right. Speaking of um, super famous people, if you could hire one famous person, can be from TV, movies, singers, whatever, entrepreneurs, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a good one. 
Are you going to air all this? All this is going to go in the episode? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. I didn't realize it's going to be like, um, that's cool. I, I haven't uh, seen, um, there's a, uh, he just passed away, James Lipton, you know, his show, uh, Acting Studio. I don't no, know. You should Google later. Uh, James Lipton, at the Actor Studio, mm-hmm. he did everyone, you know, Tom Hanks, uh, Tom Cruise, Will, Will uh, some, everybody. He brings him there and for a whole hour he breaks him down. So it's very similar, which I, it's, I, I like it. It's pretty cool, cool what you're doing. So look over there what he's doing. You'll like his technique. It's, it's really cool. Okay, so the question I can was. Go some of his stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, you, why not? It's all good. He passed away, so. <laughs> no, I can't take his. No, no feelings. I, I and hopefully, you have a legacy. Say, you know, he's my mentor. He's, you know, I'm inspired by him, so I'm taking his um, his yeah. lead on that. Uh, famous people or famous person that would like to be uh, with part of Getira. Yep. Hmm, that's a good one. I never thought about that. Um. I don't want to say, I don't want to be too cliche, you know, like Elon Musk, you know, he's really like, uh, he's just a figure that, you know, you, you know that, you know, if the, if he's there involved, you know, it's going to be innovative, it's going to be top of the line. So that will be cool, but it's too easy. So you want, you want me to give you an easy answer? You want to give you a, give me a, you want me to if give you a If you would hard... like to hire Elon Musk, that's totally fine. I mean, yeah. he's obviously, he's a genius, a bit crazy. Crazy is okay. Insane, you... But I think every company needs someone like that. Yeah, Maybe you're I mean, the crazy one right now. I believe that myself and my partner <laughs> were the crazy ones. Definitely, you can ask our team and they'll say, these guys are nuts. <laughs> you know, they, when things don't make sense, they just go and they just do it. Um, and then all of a sudden, it opens up new world. So I'll be honest, I, I feel comfortable in our position where we are. Uh, but I have to, if I had to get like a, a big name out there, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough, tough uh, decision. Elon Musk would be easy. Uh, beyond that, I um, I'm inclined to say Warren Buffett. You know Warren Buffett? Yeah, I know. I know he's just uh, he's just an oracle. He has the ability to think long term and see what's uh, next. See what's next, and and inside, where's the real value? It's called intrinsic value. The real mm-hmm. value from the inside, how it how it's created, how it's generated, and how it lasts for many many years. So, he, you know, he's a legendary investor. He you know he's he's in a Coca Cola, he's in Apple, he's in all these top line companies because he sees long term value in these organizations to keep satisfying their customers and just be a almost inseparable part of the modern world. Yeah. So I would like, you know, if we're, if it's possible for my little position of Gatita, just to be a inseparable part of the e-commerce world, uh, helping sellers with, uh, you know, uh, needs and, and, and issues that they're experiencing. So I'll, I'll take inspiration from that. And if he, uh, he's 80 plus years old. So if he has a little bit more time, extra time, <laughs> if he's willing to come work with us, <laughs> You know, he can take my salary. Warren, I here's just... your invite. If you're seeing this, Warren, you yes. can just reach out to Yoni and he will. Uh, no, you don't need a. Uh, yeah, you don't need your resume. You already know it. You know. <laughs> Imagine what an impressive board that would be. Board of directors like Elon Musk, Warren, Warren Buffett. Buffett. Listen, if you. I can get that meeting with Jeff Bezos that you mentioned, you know. I'll, oh yeah. I'll t- I, if I can have that meeting after I have Warren Buffett and Elon Musk on the board, I'll tell him. You know, just so you know. I got these guys on the board. You want to join? That would be very tactical. That would be very good. Then world domination would be next. <laughs> All right. I, but he might have conflict of interest, uh, Jeff Bezos, so I'm not sure about that. He might say, you know what, just to be fair, let me separate it. So we need, when you're auditing, you need to be like Switzerland. There's no yeah, emotion. There's no true. feel. You, you, you're trying to connect and make peace between the sides. Also, I'm not sure how he feels about Elon because they both have their space program. So, mm. 
not yeah, sure if there's true, any tension true. there. And maybe Warren is invested in just one of them or maybe both. Right. So I don't want to do the galactic world war. So I don't yeah. want to do uh, <laughs> with that. All right. So um, it really saddens me, but I'm already at my last question. Um, I will now give you one minute. And I recently started to really stop the time. I give you one minute and you can give the most important advice or the advice you think it's most important for Amazon sellers in those 60 seconds. And then I press stop and then you're not allowed to talk anymore. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, go. All right. So if you're an Amazon seller, either a big, big one or a small, small one, um, just try to uh, stay focused on what really matters is I guess three things. It's uh, sales. Okay. Cost of doing business and profit. That's it. This is a triangle sales, how, you know, cost of doing business, how much you're doing profit, have this triangle always in front of your eyes. And anytime you're trying something and doing an experiment, you always know if you're going up or down, that's all the indicators that you need. So stay innovative, you know, try to, you know, focus on growth, try a lot of things, make sure you have money. Finance is very, very important. So always make sure you have, you know, for a rainy day, if something happens, you have money, but any actions that you do, any experiments that you do have that triangle in front of you. It's like a compass, you know, always know where the North is and that you're going the right direction. And I'll give you some change. I'll do it 50 seconds. That's it. Awesome. Yeah, it was just 50 seconds. You see it here. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to add one more thing. If you feel like you're running out of money, then just go contact Yoni or just go straight to the Gedida website. And yeah, maybe you have a better triangle after that. Yeah, you're right. That's another uh, good way to improve your cash, your cash flow. That's uh, I appreciate that. I should use that. You know, if you need more cash, um, uh, we don't charge an interest. Um, all right, then we're already at the end. Thank you so much for taking the time to answer all of my questions today. This was a really fun interview. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was awesome to have you on, Yoni. Thank you so much, Christina. A real pleasure. I hope we're going to be able to see us, you know, each other soon in the next event, maybe in Europe. I'll be excited to come. All right, guys, that's it for today. That was my interview with Yoni. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions for him or for me, simply leave your comment below this video. I also included some helpful links in the description where you can find out more about Gedida and Sermando.com. And now I want to know from you guys, have you ever been successfully reimbursed before? Did you even know that something like reimbursement exists? Let us know, leave your comment below this video and that's all I have to say for today. So I really hope to see you guys next time.